0: I FM 101.9 MHz of life
1: all right, let's find out. Uh, get a little bit more. Unfortunately, more of a serious conversation. Not that this one isn't. The uh, the dangers the dangers of the tunnels in Gaza, and of course, this is something that many of us are worrying about. As Israeli troops move forward into Gaza, we know that the whole the whole of uh, Gaza City is undermined with tunnels. What does that mean in terms of the type of warfare that uh, that will be uh, will be engaged? In Professor Eitan Shamir, he's a senior lecturer of political science at Barilan. Professor, very good morning to you. How are you?
0: Yeah, good morning. I'm um, um, thank you. I'm fine.
1: Okay, it's so uh, yeah, I the guess nice, that,
0: the nice, nice weather today. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. that's what you call grasping in at Israel. straws,
1: right? Is uh, yeah, it's exactly, just trying exactly. to find something positive in all of this. All right, so, so this whole the, the fear for many. Uh, And of course, particularly in Israel as, as fathers, husbands, sons, uh, grandsons uh, and granddaughters in some cases are going into, to Gaza. We know that the dangers that they are facing are immense. They're dealing with a unscrupulous terror organization who owns the place. They've booby-trapped it. They've got tunnels. Uh, Give us a sense of, of what really, what they will be facing.
0: I, I will just make a small correction. They are already facing.
1: I mean, facing, That's what yes. They will yes. be facing, but that, they uh, are already facing. Mm, they
0: are, mm. the battles are intense. The battles now around Gaza, and uh, they are already, uh, uh, in the, in the, not in the center itself, but they have advanced into Gaza city. They are already in Gaza city. Mm-hmm. Uh, still a bit to, towards the outskirts. Yeah. So what I understood there, was there they, they were on the outside
1: yeah. of the city and starting to push right. in. Right. Mm.
0: Right, and they are already in. They are already in, from yeah. what I hear. All right. And tonight we we heard about another four Israeli soldiers killed, mm-hmm. and the IDF um, uh, did not release the numbers of of um, injuries, but uh, I'm I'm I, I'm sure that there are many more that were injured. Um. So we this this obviously it means that the fighting is already intense. Uh, and, uh, uh, since, uh, I think since the, since the beginning of the operation, uh, there are already more than 20 killed. <laughs> um, the, uh, talking about the tunnels and the booby traps and everything you said and described so, so correctly, uh, this, this is, a, this is a major, this is a major challenge. The, uh, the, the IDF, uh, while it's advancing, uh, it, it cannot know for sure that there are no tunnels, exits of tunnels behind it, behind the forces. So what Hamas was trying to do is to to uh, organize attack, a surprise attack, uh, coming behind the IDF forces. Mm-hmm. So uh, imagine that you advance and you think you cleared the area and there's no Hamas war, no Hamas uh, terrorist, and then suddenly you have Hamas terrorists jumping from different uh, different. Uh, mm. tunnels, uh, in different locations and, and surprising you from different directions. And this is what they are facing. Uh, but, um, uh, I have to say so, so far they were able to repel those, uh, those attacks and to find that those tunnels, uh, exits uh, immediately after that. So I think the, the, the Hamas is quite surprised by the IDF advance and the, the speed of it advance and the, Relatively low casualties that the IDF has incurred so so far.
1: The how does the I mean it's obviously the planning here has been ex- it, it what looks like is exceptional in terms of the strategy when we can be starting to get a sense of of how um the the IDF is moving in with the assistance of the israeli air force uh, the the communications aspect of it certainly does seem like it but uh the is this does this get controlled by one point uh, in knesset how, how does it work because you 've got i don 't know you 've got nachal uh, um, and you 've got tanhanim uh, you 've got givati you 've got all of these different unit, units and divisions working uh, almost hand in hand uh, the, the coordination must be immense
0: okay so look one, one of the one of the uh, challenges on uh, in the battlefield, in modern fighting modern warfare and that 's the same for every modern military is it 's like uh, like you have to almost conduct an orchestra with many many um, uh, instruments of uh, music right uh, you have the violins you have the trumps you have uh, et etc et etc it 's the same in the battle space you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. not only you, you mentioned if you if you elite infantry brigades but you have the engineers and you have the the armored, and you have the uh, and, and you have the dog handlers, and you have the uh, the UAVs, and on top of that, you have many, many other support roles, uh, communication and medics, and so all of it, uh, you have to know how to to uh, or to coordinate, to organize, um, to be able to disseminate the, the missions and so on and so forth. Uh, this is this is a challenge for every modern military, but you know this is the art of command. This is what they learn. This is what they exercise. Uh, there are a lot of um, um, catch names for that in the militaries, like uh, joint warfare and combined warfare, to express this exactly this challenge of, of how do you managed to optimize uh, all these different uh, tools that you have, uh, uh, that the commander has under his hand. But the military, you know, there's, it's top-down. You have a commander, and uh, you, the, 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 the person who is in charge and who is running the uh, the whole operation is the chief of staff, Elcia Levy, and with him is the commander of the Southern Command and the commander of the Air Force and the commander of the Navy, and another than the, the, the division commanders and so forth and so on until you get to the you know to the, the the young platoon leader who's 21 who's leading 20 people and everyone has its mission and they know how to do it and they know how to work together, so uh, this this is um, this is something that they they've, they've uh, trained a lot on, and I have to say also the the IDF is very advanced uh, in its system it it uh, it um, implemented. For the last 10 years, what they call a, a network military. So they are all on like this, uh, uh, information, uh, infrastructure, same information infrastructure and the same information technology, uh, that uh, serves them in terms of passing the, the information. And this is something which is really only with a few modern militaries in the world today can do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – do we expect, you know, we get some of these updates? We get some of the updates from the IDF. Do they uh, – obviously, the, the 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 information they release is very, very um, controlled. Uh, but uh, will they – is this now part of the, the way in which it's managed that we're getting these sort of just updates by the by? Or is it likely that we'll see a significant and detailed update at any point?
0: No no, no this this is this is intentional. They have decided um, in contrast to some other operations in the past, mm. that the best way uh, to conduct it is by putting a he- very heavy fog over everything they do we don 't know how many forces are inside we don 't know which forces exactly are inside we don 't know where is their uh, whereabouts uh, uh, there is a, you know there are some commercial satellite photo that yeah. are, uh, that are in the internet that some people are, are using in order to, to know where they, where they are. But this is also, there is a, there is a gap in the, uh, yeah. in, the yeah. in the timing. So until they, until those people, like journalists who are looking at it and the New York Times, for example, published it and other papers, the, those, uh, looking at the Israeli advance from the commercial satellite photos that they, they purchased from these companies, which makes it a bit harder today on militaries, you know, to um, to camouflage what they are doing. Mm, mm. But still, uh, until you get it, it's not real time. Until you get it, the, the IBF is already in different positions. So th- this is intentional.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely fascinating to see. Do you think that, um, uh, final question to you, is following October the 7th, there was obviously a dip in confidence how it happened why it happened how it was allowed to happen why there wasn't forewarning etc undermined many in israel and of course around the world about israel's capabilities what we've seen over the last 3 weeks uh, in in uh, in my very limited understanding, seems to be a very efficient way of of dealing with the situation. Do you think that the last three, actually almost four weeks now, has has done uh, positive to reestablish confidence in the Israeli uh, military infrastructure and system?
0: first of all we you know we, we we don't have a lot of choice we have one military uh and uh the military is as you said you you opened up your member saying that uh the, the uh the sons the husbands the mm, mm. uh the fathers everyone is there so the the military is us basically so well, we have to trust ourselves the mm, now mm. the exactly and the the failure uh yes there were Everyone understand there was a moment of failure. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. For a military to be um, a formidable military, a capable one, you, you need two components. One, the, the, the material, the, the, the training, you know, the professionalism. And we know the IDF is quite, quite uh, able on, the, on that part. Um, it has what it needs to fight and it has the training and etc mm-hmm. the other uh, the other component is the cohesion motivation and this we didn't have before the 7th in the Israeli society and I'm sure you follow the events yes, here and, yes, and, of and you course. know uh, but, but, but now everything was put aside and the co- cohesion and motivation here is remarkable I don't remember, I, I was in the first Lebanon war as a soldier wow. I don't remember anything like this, like what we have today this is exceptional. This we had only in the Six Days War, or 73 War. Uh, and uh, I, I would say another point. I know the, I know personally the chief of staff and some of his uh, generals. They are remarkable people. They are the best we have. So yes, there was a mistake. Uh, you know, we will we will look at it after the war. Why it happened? Why everyone fell asleep? The government, the military, the intelligence, the Shin Bet, You know, everyone have parted this, you know, this debacle, hmm. this this horrible thing that happened on the 7th. Uh, we put hmm. down hmm. our guard. But once it happened, for on the 7th, first I have to tell you that on the 7th, the uh, we know where Hamas, I mean, I'm telling you that the, the international media, I'm telling you something the international media doesn't know. We know where Hamas was heading. And I can tell you that it was heading much deeper into Israel. The plan was much wider. Hmm. But... Luckily, they will stop on the way. They will stop on the way. And not only that, that Hamas believed that they can hold in the settlement for another, uh, two or three days. Wow. But in the end of the, say, the first day, in the end of the first day, once Israeli forces recuperated, once they got their grip, they were all eliminated. So already there, there was really, it, it, there was, you know, when you caught a surprise, there was a lot of chaos and there was a lot of confusion, but they were able to, in the confusion, to work out with a lot of heroism, and we paid with blood for this, but Hamas was eliminated. And by the way, now it was published that not only 1,500 Hamas uh, terrorists came over the fence, but it was 3,000. So double the number we we initially uh, estimate. So the short question is absolutely. <laughs> yes, we have the confidence.
1: Right. And, and And as you said, a lot of it comes from... The very, very simple fact that this, there's no, there's no alternative. That there is, you know, that exactly. this is, uh, uh, there, there's simply no uh, options.
0: I, I don't know if you remember, you probably remember, you do remember that when Biden, President Biden came to Israel, he was, uh, he, 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 told about the, his meeting with Golda Meir mm-hmm. in New Kippur War. Yeah. And she said to him, you know what is our secret weapon? Uh, we have a secret weapon, and he yeah. said what it is. And she said we have nowhere to go.
1: That's absolutely right. It's incredible and incredible, and and of course the yeah. the the uh, just to add to that, the assistance of the United States, the support of the unequivocal support of the United States, I think has been a a tremendous tremendous asset uh, to Israel because it, it it made it really very very clear uh, to perhaps the other parties. Uh, that uh, obviously are still a concern hezbollah iran russia uh, you know it, and and what 's going to happen uh, with those parties
0: uh, uh, absolutely I, you know we don 't have time to go into it, but there is three levels of this conflict there's the israeli Hamas level mm-hmm. there is the re- regional level, and there is the global level with Russia and China and other parts of the world and and, and, and israel can can Conduct itself uh, on the regional level, of course, on the immediate local level with Hamas. In it's uh, But it needs the US uh, to support it because it's part of the, the global uh, the global conflict with the free world today, with uh, with uh, with axis of uh, tyrannies like China, like Russia, like Iran. Uh, so there, there we need the Americans. The, our security has two foundations: is the, the, really the uh, the, for, the power of the IDF. And the American support we need to two, two pillars uh, and if we have those in place then uh, then then israel is uh, uh, is in a very good position and we do and I have to say that uh, we came in as, as again we mentioned we came in after a very turbulent time uh, we came into this war on the seventh mm. and um, uh, there is a large part a uh, large part of the population in israel and I'm not telling you your your lesson as a secret a large part of israel's uh, the israel population they do not they uh, do not have faith in the leadership, in the prime minister and his uh, ministers. So I think at that day, at least then, um, when there was this mm-hmm. huge shock yeah. and Biden came to Israel immediately, at least they could look up at him and see, uh, you know, the leadership that they were looking for. So it's this interesting was also because a very, very important yeah moment.
1: it's interesting I didn't think of that I thought of it as a very very strong sign to the uh, the enemies of of Israel a strong sign to people around the world but actually it did a lot for for internally for Israelis as well because it uh, it it, yes. it showed support and I didn't think of that I think that's very important we know that there was a meeting taking place um either yesterday in Qatar with Hezbollah with Hamas uh Potentially, I'm, I'm not sure, with Russia. Uh, what is the feeling about Hezbollah getting involved? I mean, they're already involved, yeah, so obviously, do... but but to a greater yeah. <laughs> extent.
0: Uh, exactly. Uh, there, there is um, a meeting, and we're all anticipate, waiting in anticipation for Nasrallah's uh, speech today, and he uh, released a few promos, you know, short promos like in the... In the, in the like mm-hmm. in a Hollywood movie, you know, like very short, a few, a few seconds of a clip of his moving, uh, his shadow is moving uh, next to, uh, Hezbollah. Yes. Um, yeah. Hezbollah very, very says, says uh, uh, yes. And so uh, we, look, uh, it's, I think Hezbollah is in a really, really difficult dile- dilemma. Hamas yes. is under pressure. So Hamas is crying. Save me. Right. Uh, that's why uh, Smaylania went uh, went uh, went to meet uh, went to the Iranians. I think what he wanted is to request uh, to, to pressure to for, for them to go in. Uh, I don't think the Iranians uh, really want it. I don't think Hezbollah wants it. They know the price, uh, and it's not a good timing for mm. them. Mm. They want to preserve Hezbollah for another day, but it's it's hard to predict what will be exactly the, that, the okay. result mm. of the, the different pressures from different directions. Yeah, um, very, very so but, but the situation is, there were a lot of pressure for, on them to get in. Uh, they, are, uh, they are hesitating, of course, uh, as we see, but we don't know what will be the decision down the line. We, we could face uh, a full war with Hezbollah on the north.
1: And that is what we are this the obviously concerned about. Professor Eitan Shamir, thank you for a very, very extensive and interesting conversation. Uh, wishing you a Shabbat thank Shalom. You.